Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. I hear coaches say these five things constantly. And you know what? They are getting in the way of clients on social media. So let's talk about why they are utter bullshit so you can move on from them for good. How does that sound? But first, I want to remind you, we are talking about clients because I am getting you ready for the Get Clients on Social Masterclass. In fact, when this comes out, it is happening in just a few days on November 14th, November 16th, and November 18th. So if you want to save your free seat, head to getcoachsocial.com forward slash class and pick a day that works for you for the Get Clients on Social Masterclass, where I'm going to be teaching you my clients on social system, which truly has saved my butt over the last few years. I've shared in a previous episode with so many changes without any time to create content. This is what I have relied on again and again and again. And in some ways, I could even say it's completely changed my life because it's really made clear how I need to show up on social media to actually use it to get leads and clients. If that sounds like something you want, head to getcoachsocial.com forward slash class and pick the day that works for you. Okay, let's dive in here and heads up, I might get fiery because I hear these things way too often and we need to stop thinking them because they're absolute bullshit. The first one is probably the one I hear the most. And that is if the market weren't so saturated, I'd get more clients on social media. Here's the scoop. My best performing reel got 35,000 likes, but no clients. My worst performing reel got 13 likes and one client. Why? Because on the reel with a ton of likes, I had no strategy. I just found it funny. So I did some viral trend and boom, lots of interest, no conversion. And yes, I can hear some people asking, but did your reel have something to do with your business? Yes, it did have something to do with my business. And no, it did not make any difference because on the reel with low likes, I spent the time to apply strategy. I had conversations with every person who engaged with it and one of them converted. If the problem was truly oversaturation, all that reach would have turned into something, but that's not the problem. It's your lack of strategy. For the record, there is nothing wrong with going viral. In fact, going viral can be awesome, but just know what your objectives are for your post. Viral content is not designed for conversion. It's designed for awareness. So if you are posting for clients, if you are posting in a launch, if you are trying to fill your roster, completely different effort. All right. Your problem is not that the market is oversaturated. It is that you are not applying strategy to your content and to the relationships that you are probably not building because content is not king here. Relationship is king. So if we want our content to perform better for us and be clear on what that means, does better mean lots of engagement or does it mean qualified conversations that have actual potential of leading to something in the future? If you know that the conversations have way more likelihood of turning into clients than lots of likes do, you've got to solve the right problem. And focusing on oversaturation is, is putting you down a rabbit hole that is solving the wrong problem. Okay. So it's not oversaturation. It's lack of strategy. Number two, 
I need more followers to get clients. All right. I'm not going to lie to you and say that having a lot of followers doesn't help in some situations. It absolutely can, particularly when it comes to influencer opportunities or booking certain kinds of publicity. I used to work in TV and there were some shows that would look at my following. I think that now that might be a little bit different, but I'm sure it can help sometimes. Like there's some podcasts that really do care about your social media following, right? But there are a lot of podcasts that don't. They're looking at you in terms of, can this person create, have a conversation with me that I haven't had on this podcast yet? So do not think that your value is wrapped up in your followers. If you don't have followers, I promise you that is not the case. And when it comes to getting clients, people are not buying from people with a big following. They are buying from people that they trust. So if you have no system in place for turning those followers into leads or clients, your big following is worth absolutely nothing. I learned this when I went two years growing my account to 17,000 followers and didn't get one client off of social media. Then I switched gears and I focused on relationship instead. And guess what? I made a sale a day for 30 days. Okay. A little bit of reading between the lines here before we move on to the next part. Some of you do need to get in front of new audiences, right? But what I find is people are jumping the gun on this a little bit. If you want to have a conversation with me in the DMs about whether or not I think it's time to grow, shoot me a message on Instagram. I will take a look at your feed and I'll give you an honest recommendation. But I just want to make sure that we are questioning this. I need more followers to get clients before we're just assuming, ah, that must be the problem, right? Because getting new followers and growth can be a very big project. And I want to make sure if you are posting to get clients that we are doing our due diligence before we find ourselves down a rabbit hole, solving the wrong problem, right? That's really why I'm bringing all these things to your attention. I want to make sure that if there's a problem to be solved, you're solving the most productive problem for you today. Okay. And that's a very important conversation when it comes to spinning your wheels on social media and then totally burning yourself out on content creation. Okay. So if you're struck, if you feel like, no, I really do feel like I need to grow. You could be right. DM me and let's chat. All right. The third belief is selling in the DMS is icky. Um, guess what? Most of my sales come from the DM. In fact, one of my clients stopped live launching because she started getting clients in the DM and didn't need to launch anymore. Right? So I think the misunderstanding here is that people think selling in the DM is another way of saying cold DMing, and they are not the same thing. I share my full DM, DM sales strategy inside of my membership, What the Heck to Post, and I also have a whole previous podcast episode all about selling in the DMs. If this is something you do want to know more about, there's a few resources for you to dive into to help you. But we do need to get rid of this belief that it's icky because selling is in no way icky. And if it feels icky, it's because you are approaching it as a sales conversation instead of a conversation where you're making a genuine recommendation right? And how we get to that place of making a genuine recommendation, that is where your technique might need some support. So check out those other resources as soon as you bust that belief that selling in the DMs is icky because it's not. In fact, I just sold to someone the other day and I got a lovely message from her later that week being like, oh my gosh, I just realized that you totally sold to me in the DMs. 
And I had no idea that it was happening as it was happening. And I'm so happy you did because I'm loving your program. So it's just so interesting when you change the energy around it, you can get DMs from people that are feeling thrilled that you sold to them, right? And it also, just so you know, it's going to stop feeling like you're selling because that's not how it felt for me. I was just having a normal conversation with someone and I truly recommended my program because I was like, oh my gosh, this is so going to help you. Like, can I tell you more about it? And she was like, please, right? To a completely different shift. So check out those resources and, and absolutely stop believing that because it's holding you back. It's holding you back from finding a solution. So let that go. All right. Number four, when it comes to getting clients on social content is King. I kind of talked about this earlier. It's not like we need to stop saying this content is very important, but you can have fantastic consistent content and still get no results on social media. When you say content is king, you are feeding your overthinking. And I believe this is one reason people spend way too much time on content because they think it's the most important part of getting clients. But in my opinion, relationship is king. Content is part of the equation, but it's not what will make the conversion, which is why it is not kink. If you cut the time you spend on content in half, and use all that extra time for relationships, you would see so much more results. And again, I'm not saying content doesn't matter. I'm not saying you don't have to think about the quality of your content, but I am willing to bet you're overthinking the crap out of your content. And all of that overthinking, because you think this is the most important part, is the reason you are spinning your reels on social media and getting yourself trapped on a content creation hamster wheel that is getting you absolutely nowhere. So we have to shift the importance of content to say, let's say content can be queen, but relationship has to be king. Oh God, I hate saying king and queen and making that number one and number two. Like that's so annoying. Um, (laughs) I just caught myself saying that, but you know what I mean? And just FYI, I mean, you're probably catching on here, but that's exactly what the clients on social system is about because that's exactly what I'm about. I am relationship first. And if that resonates with your coaching style, I really think you're going to like the clients and social system that I'm teaching in the upcoming masterclass. All right. The fifth belief is creating content takes too much time. You know, it does take time. I, I, I do believe, you know, we shouldn't be just taking two minutes and throwing something up there. However, everything in online business takes time. And the truth is, I think one of the reasons why things take time, especially in the beginning is because we don't feel confident, right? We don't feel confident about the content we're putting out there. Sometimes this is because we are overthinking it. Like, like I said earlier about the content is king syndrome, right? Um, this could be, we're overthinking it because we think this is so important and everyone's going to create a judgment of us or opinion of us based off of this piece of content. Like we're, we're putting a lot of pressure on the content, which is the reason it is taking too much time. So I'm not trying to tell you content shouldn't take any time at all. Just throw shit up there. Absolutely not. Quality is very, very important. However, it is possible that it is taking more time than it needs to because we're letting our overthinking run the show. And that's a different problem. Again, we have to make sure we're solving the right problem. And if we are not posting content because it's taking too much time, let's investigate why it is truly taking too much time. What is the belief you have around the content 
that is making you take too much time on it. For me, I actually set a timer. I actually set a timer for 30 minutes and I do not let myself take more than 30 minutes to create a post. Sometimes a post absolutely needs more more than 30 minutes, right? And in those moments, I will consider, okay, what do I need to do to make this 30 minutes or less? Can I repurpose this caption? Can I ask my assistant to help me with it? Can I, you know, hire an intern to help me put the tech part of the reels together? Like I start brainstorming around ways of how can I take this one post and make sure I'm not spending more than 30 minutes of my personal time on it. And when I do that, now I'm solving the right problem. Because if content is part of your strategy for converting, but the obstacle you have is that you do not have the time for it, let's solve the problem of time, right? If it's not overthinking and it's more of a logical, technical thing, there are absolutely solutions we can put in place to make that more possible. So it's just about coming back to what's the belief, right? Content takes too much time. There's no way that's true, all right? Members inside of What the Heck to Post take an average of 1.5 hours a week to create their entire content. And that is because they invested in What the Heck to Post. So maybe there's another solution there. Can you invest in What the Heck to Post or something similar so that you can cut that time in half or maybe even more than half, depending on who I'm speaking to? When we know what the problem is, we can create the solution. But sometimes when we have beliefs around things that aren't true because we're not questioning those beliefs, we're coming up with the wrong problem and therefore the wrong solution. But it should absolutely not take you hours to create a post. And if it does, something is wrong. And like I said, maybe you're overthinking it, or maybe you're not clear enough on who you're speaking to, but something beyond content needs to be investigated. Because here's the thing that everyone needs to hear. Spending hours on a post is not what makes it perform. Content performs well because it is relevant, timely, and or has a polarizing or holy crap, did he, she, they just say that truth that people need to hear, right? You spending more time on some little detail on the graphic that no one's even going to notice ain't going to do crap, right? Creating content that pops off the page like, like that, like that, heck yes. Oh my gosh, this is going viral or is important to people. That takes consistency, practice, data, and testing, not perfection. The more we show up, the more we're going to start seeing, ah, what type of messaging works for my people? And that's what we need to be. And that's, and that's what we need to be getting data around. But if we are ever overthinking every little detail and spending way too much time burning ourselves out on content, we're never going to get that data needed right? So that is why people always say, oh, get consistent. It's not because necessarily the consistent content is what's going to get people to want to buy from you. It's that consistency gives you data. Data helps you refine and strengthen your message. And when your message is popping off the page and and resonating with your ideal client in such a strong, profound way, that's what gets clients, right? Not to mention when you add relationship building strategies on top of that, now people are trusting you and you actually have the opportunity to sell to them in a way that makes sense because they are familiar with you. They've already built trust. They love what you're talking about. And they know if they're of all the coaches out there, you're the one that shows up for them, not just in your content, but in your relationship. Okay. So do you struggle with one of these beliefs? I would love to know which one, if you wanted to DM me at Sophia Para, I would love to get your DM and hear what your biggest takeaway on this episode was. And again, if you want to learn the clients on social system, head on over to getcoachsocial.com forward slash class. 
Again, the dates are November 14th, 16th, and 18th. The time is now to save your seat. And the link is also in our show notes. All right, folks. I hope that I was stern enough to get through to you, but also loving enough to know that you know I say it all with love. But the big problem with these beliefs is that, like I've said a couple of times, is that they get us down a rabbit hole of solving the wrong problem. And when we are solving the wrong problem, that is usually what burns us out on social media, right? That's usually the thing that makes us think, oh, this shit doesn't work because you're solving the wrong problem, right? The truth of the matter is way too many people get clients off of social media, right? We see this all the time. People that we are insta-stalking because we're low-key jealous of them. Like there's a reason that they are posting on social media every day, whether it's that they convert on their email list, but people are just hanging out with them on social media because they like them. It doesn't matter. The point is social media is playing a part of that potential client experience. So we need to stop questioning whether or not it works and start wondering, okay, this works. Now let's get curious about how I can make it work for me. So that takes questioning the beliefs we have so we can solve the right problems and get out of our own way. I know you got this. You got this so hard, I promise. And I hope you know that I believe in you. So DM me your biggest takeaway and I hope to see you on our Clients on Social System Masterclass, which I'll be talking more about next week. All right, have a good one and I'll see you on the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.